If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Don't hurt yourselves, kids. Don't hurt yourselves in the chat. <laughs> oh, that is good. That is good. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. Welcome in to the Lone Show this week. And it's uh, time to take some time for spring break. You're driving tonight, aren't you? Uh, right after the show, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Well, the flights, uh, here you go. I'm putting it on a tee for you, buddy. Mm. The flights out of here. Uh, they don't exist or they're exorbitant. Yes. Yes. For two people, it would have been seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty after taxes. Just a cool $1,750 to fly to where? New York? New York. Okay. I mean. You should jog. I've got points out of Atlanta for free. So yeah. I'm going to save. I'm going to go with free. I'm going to keep gonna the $1,700 yeah. and fly out of Atlanta. You sure? I'll bite the bullet on the four-hour drive each way. Well, four hours if you're lucky. At $200 a flight. Yeah, you do it. No problem. Of course. It's eight fifty, nine hundred dollars a flight. Of course, of course. I don't want to do it. You you're not gonna do it. I'm not gonna go there. You're not gonna get me on a day where I have embraced the Zen. And for the record, this is back in January slash December. Way back. Yeah, you didn't just we book these last yeah. week. Yeah, you were trying to get it a while ago. It never came down. I did mean to mention, and I didn't earlier, and I'm sure somebody will call me on it, so let me do it really quickly. The FSU women's team, which did go 23-9 and this year, 12-6 and in the ACC, had to wait to learn their fate because, obviously, they got bounced very quickly in the ACC tournament. Um, that, you know, they had oddly consecutive losses at Clemson and at Wake, and uh, that, that hurt their feelings a little bit because they did not get to host at the TLC Double C, and uh, they ended up being dropped down to a seven seed, told to take it on out to Iowa City, <laughs> little Iowa City loving. That is not what you do. 
They'll face Georgia, who's a 10 seed, this Friday at 1.30. If they get by Georgia, they'll get to face uh, Iowa, uh, which, um, you know, is really good. That's that's what you get. That's what we have. Uh, hopefully, we have a healthy tonight Latson because I think it uh, was fairly evident to all. If she plays, Florida State's good. If she doesn't, they're not. That's the end of the conversation. That's it right there. She plays, Florida State's good. If she doesn't, they're not. Basketball's like that. In a weird way, that gives you a little bit of hope with uh, men's basketball. It's like you feel helpless, hopeless, right. saddened. You're like, okay, well, one really good player could turn this around. Yeah, let's pay two really good dudes. Really good. And like over-the-top payments for Jordan-esque type dudes to save the uh, program right now. Cut the locker room cancers out of here, and, you know, that's uh, it's a large step in the right direction. Yeah. That's all the basketball talk we're going to have on today's program. I do continue to be, well, at least as it pertains to Florida State, yep. I do continue to be baffled by, you know, the net rankings don't work. And right off the bat, you're like, okay, once again, what are we doing here with the Mountain West. This happened before. And by the way, they went over. After all the love they got a year ago, it's like, oh, wait, look, the net says they're very good. Yeah, but they're not. Bo Hostler is the 17th ranked golfer in the world. That's what that would be like. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, you know, they went 0-4 the last time they got this kind of love. They got this kind of love again. Let's see if they do. Every year, one of the conferences figures out how to dupe the system. You know, like the, the straw that stirs the drink is that one non-conference win early in the year against somebody who goes on to have a great season, and then everybody has to play that team that beat that team. They're like, look at us. We're great. No, you suck. Your whole conference sucks always. You had one really good win early, and then everybody else benefited from that win. That ought not happen. That's a silly system. I look forward to getting acquainted with uh, who's actually good in college basketball for the first time this week when I put down – Wagers for the hey time to bet state of New York baby time to bet it's all out in the open no big deal the tournament's fun tournament's fun and I will indeed bet I will bet in a way that is uneducated as I have ever bet so you don't want me to make the phone call I do want the phone call I do want the phone call I want the number crunches send it my way just as a dear friend normally I don't need it I watch the games I see the teams I have a feeling about these people but no. I don't have a feeling about any of these teams or these players or these, you know, situations. I don't. Blue Horseshoe loves Fairly Dickinson. <laughs> Fairly Dickinson it is. Let's go, Fairly. Let's see if the Fighting Patinos can beat UConn. I saw that they're playing in Albany. That's all I saw. Iona is in, and the Fighting Patinos have worked their way from Iona to probably being the next coach at St. John's. Yeah, which is perfect. And I, I, it's so perfect. I wonder what my dad's going to say He's, about oh, that. Oh, no. I can't what wait. to say. Yeah, have that conversation with your pops, that Patino, under the table, Billy Minardi Hall, all of it. <laughs> Rick uh, under the table Rick Patino. Rick under the table Patino. But he wasn't under the table. That was his manager. I just like calling him Rick under the table because it, it's kind of fitting, the metaphor for everything. His whole coaching under the table, everything. He was on top of the table. His poor manager having to hear that six-second romp. Rick. Remember that came out? There was the details. Yeah, that it was, I, uh, yeah. It was a, yeah. It was a short endeavor. <laughs> it's like Ohio State, Florida in the national championship game. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Tackle your best player after a kickoff return. Yeah. Twist his ankle all to hell. 
<laughs> Call it a day, everybody. Ted Gone Jr. Yeah, you can't jump on somebody's back to celebrate. You're just asking to tear an ACL, twist an ankle. Who was the Los Angeles Angel of Anaheim who did that in a uh, home run, walk-off home run scrum? Hurt himself for the year. Oh, like jumped up and then he yeah. slipped and, and, and tore his ACL. Got mobbed, yeah, and got it was like, well, he's done for the year. Yeah, he was Hope done. you enjoyed that home. I forgot about that's right. Who was it? It was somebody good. It was. Yeah. It's been many moons now. The years they fly past, Tom, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, who was that and when did that happen? That's brutal. Okay. So we mentioned football and we went back to it. Kendrys Morales. That's right. 2010. And I think the hard part about that was he was in, on my fantasy team. It was really, we're off to a great start, and your season's over. Career is, on, is waning just that, after that injury. That segment was on the AM dial, reacting to this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the one year I had Brady in fantasy football was the year that he got his ankle hurt in like the oh, second really? game. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, first game, <laughs> Kansas City. Yeah. I remember like, okay, I finally take a quarterback early, and it's that one. And they went 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six with Matt Castle. Matt Castle, I think they went eleven and five. My, yeah, they missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs, but but they went eleven and five. Matt Castle was laughing all the way to the bank, filling in. He, he was the, paid to fail other places. Yeah, oh, yeah. several times over. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. Uh, did they? Did Jordan Travis not having been at Friday's practice? Did anything stand out about Jordan Travis? Because he's going to be. The forgotten man, oddly enough. Think about that, too, Tom. We spend a ton of time talking about the offensive and defensive line leading the way in our conversation, and for good reason. There are good players. There's a depth of good players. They're also really they're, – they're huge. They're, they're giant guys. They catch your eye when you walk out there in a way that no group of offensive linemen have ever caught our eyes while covering this team. Certainly not in the Mike Norvell era, but even, even before that, obviously not in the Willie Taggart era, but – you go all the way back to Jimbo, I don't know that they – well, I do know. He did not have the depth of talent on the offensive line that this group has. May have had better front-end talent, top-line talent for the starting five, but after that he wasn't nearly as deep. So every day we go to that camp, we can't help be impressed with those guys, and then we can't help be impressed as we started the show with the defensive line, and Daryl Jackson, guys like that. But because Jordan Travis proved himself last year, and because that offensive line is in place, and because they went and got more weapons that tied in, and they have a deep receiving core, we're kind of just a, oh, well, Jordan's going to be great, which I actually think is a, a more than fair assumption. But it doesn't mean we can ignore what kind of practices he has. From what I saw, again, a lot of the skill is on one half of the field, and it was in the IPF because of weather concerns, and then the, the trenches are in the other half. But I saw a fair amount of 11-on-11, 11 11, and that was not a practice that looked like, uh, all right, guys, let's go through it, let's get introduced to pads, and then we'll take a break. That was to the wall, blank to the wall for two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Outstanding practice. So in the 11-on-11, 11 11, the one thing I noted about Jordan was, you know the Tom Brady to the flats throws? Mm -hmm. Where you go, hey, man. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Jordan's doing that a little bit more. I think he's testing out the gun, the arm strength. Couple of throws to Johnny in particular, where you go, oh man, it's like a six-yard completion. But Johnny better be ready, or else he's going to get hurt. So Jordan is letting the rifle loose a little bit. Um, he he looks like he's just processing everything so well. Even if there's a pressure, I think he got gotten to once. Might have been might have been Patrick Payton. I forget exactly who it was, 
but he just, whatever is being thrown at him, he understands what it is, and he understands where the ball needs to go. So you're right. It's something to marvel at to go from the player that we watched every single rep and judged. Probably overanalyzed every a, single rep just because we were so nervous that he wasn't going to take the leap necessary. In a binary fashion. Yeah. He's good or he isn't on every rep. Like, it would just go up and down, up and down, to now you assume, and let's just see if he's added a couple new wrinkles to the game. He did let loose on, a, on at least one run as well wasn't like a 60 yard or anything but you're like well that's still there he's still has got to that. be right yeah yeah so solid day uh i'm just i am noticing a little bit more velocity on the throws early in camp i thought the same thing on the opening practice the very first day when he was throwing the ball out to the flats was, ooh, and the throws on the run well he's stronger now you know we got to remember that he spent a lot of time on his body he knew he had to get bigger he's gotten bigger in the lower half more than he has the upper half which is fine uh, he's maintained flexibility up top. I know he's put on some weight overall. He's never going to be a big guy. He's never, we're never going to look at him and say he's Jalen Hurts. But he's gotten bigger, which is important uh, to endure the hits that he takes when he does run. He's also learned how to be very, very effective without running. It's nice to know that's in there in the bigger games when he's going to have to take off and, and create some plays that, you know, when things break down. I think the best throw of the day on Friday, this would not shock you, was made by Tate Rodemaker. Well, he does it a uh, lot. Another one that we saw, we had a great angle in the far end zone to see the height and trajectory of the pass to get over a linebacker and underneath a safety. But even if you only saw the, the tape of it because they had the video monitors and you saw the end zone copy, that looks great there. But then also when you mix in the 3D element of being down there mm -hmm. on the ground, it's just he still has that ability. And then the guy who continues to jump out to me, Again, not going to challenge for any, any playing time this year, I don't I don't think. But Brock Glenn has come in with more tools that look good, as in college football ready. He'll have to work on the bulk of the game, but when he breaks the pocket and there's and there's a rollout the or, or, yeah. or... He's got that in the canon of things he can do already. It's just his mind shuts off, and it's what's the first thing we learn when we play, when we throw, either in, in football or in baseball. Just see the target, see hit the throw. target. Yeah. You could tell it's just natural to him, and it, it's really kind of impressive. He also looks to be very calm with the giant college football players rushing at him that he has not seen where he has just come from. I just I really like the the base clay that they're going to be molding for the next year. It's an impressive player. Well, I think one of the reasons he may be comfortable, and again, we're probably not going to be talking about him a lot for the very near future because he's a ways away from ever playing. And I know that's not why you're doing it, but I, when I talked to Tony Tilkars, you know, he said at length, hey, this is a workout kid. I mean, this is a strong kid, works out with the lineman, comes in thick. So he's got a big arm to throw on the run. And sometimes against your body, you got to be a big, strong kid. And also probably not to be intimidated by the size of college athletes early on in your college he career. He doesn't look it yet. Yeah, and and you're not big, live, I get that. Kid, but. Yeah. I'm just more impressed with him than I was with Duffy through a few practices. We'll see. Uh, you know, two weeks from now, I might say, Oop, well, eh, this is why it's a different level. But so far, just okay. Nice job, guys. Good good get. You mean Duffy when he first got here a year ago? Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant now. I'm like, damn. No, that ain't no, we're, we're not there yet. Yeah. No, but so Duffy had his best day, I think, so far was his first day of spring. When we were there. You guys yeah. did the stand-up reaction for it on, on the channel, and that was true. He had a good day. But... I just, early on, he does not look like he's overwhelmed by the moment. Good on you, Brock Glenn. Jeff Cambridge Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.
Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. By the way, tonight, 7 o'clock, I will join my buddy, Irash Fell, who's not here right now. Normally, when you hear me say it that way, he's about to come on, which he is, but in about 15 minutes or 10 minutes or so. Oh, five minutes. I thought it was 235. I thought we were going over. But we can... We can make it 235. Well, no, that's fine. Five minutes is great. I just thought it was 235. I had it wrong. I'm miscalibrating. Uh, But Ira and I will join each other tonight. We will hang out together on the Monday Smash, and uh, that'll be at 7 o'clock. So uh, join us, and I imagine if you want, we'll do kind of what Tom and I did last week as well, just uh, ask a bunch of questions because I'm going to defer to Ira big time since I was not at Friday's practice. Uh, So I will will gladly bring him in and – Defer to Ira with those prior. And now I've seen, you know, I was at every other thing prior to that, but he's got quite the picture to paint as well because he was doing an awful lot over there between the baseball fields and football from Friday and Saturday. Uh, there was a lot going on simultaneously, as is the case a lot of times with spring and spring football. You got softball on the one hand; they're out in Oklahoma for now. They one out of three from Oklahoma State, which is a bit of a bummer. Three two, they lost yesterday. Baseball hosting for three, then over in front of the football facility or uh, Doe Campbell. The, the current one, not the brand new one they're going to build, but Jermaine Johnson was honored. Got his Buster brick. Posey got his brick. was honored. Jameis Winston's back with other players. Jalen Ramsey, as we see now, is a Miami Dolphin. Yep, yeah. Interesting times. Uh, Jermaine, you know, I, I, I love that it meant that much to Jermaine. It still blows me away. One year here, it meant the world to him. So apparently he was, and you saw him on an elevator earlier in the week. He's been here all week long. I saw him. Not once, but twice, but the one time we, we did share an elevator together, yeah. So Coach Norvell had said he had been around the whole week, and he's at practice, you know, and if somebody has a question and he can give some sage advice, he does so, and it technique or whatever. It's just he, it, he does not stop. There are some players who come back, they stand on the sideline, and they cheer on their teammates, and there are others who actively get involved with helping them. The pay it forward just seems to be endless for Jermaine Johnson in Florida State. Well... If you consider that he was, I don't want to say buried on the depth chart at Georgia, but he was down the depth chart at Georgia. He was going to get limited play that next year. Uh, he, There were some, fair or not, question marks about who he was. I don't even mean character questions. Just like, how was he as a teammate? How hard a worker was he? Just because he had bounced around so many times. People didn't yeah. know, like, why? Anytime anybody bounces around, people wonder why that is. You have a problem? Was it a set of circumstances? What what was the deal? So he had a lot to prove when he came to Florida State. And then he came to Florida State and he succeeded probably above and beyond what a lot of people thought he would. And he was an All-American, hence the brick. And he gets drafted in the first round. That's as much about what he did and the hard work he put in, certainly, but also about the the 
the job Florida State did, and he loves Florida State because of it. A kick-ass moment from Friday just around the, the practice fields because, again, there's also a ton of high school kids in the area. They had the Legacy Weekend, so that was also going on, and, and we at Warchan have plenty of updates on the site mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from that. But just catching Jermaine, he, he was just eating on some food. He grabs him from the cafeteria. He's munching, and somebody comes up to him and asks him a question about technique. He's like, okay. He puts his food down. He's like, all right, so here's what you do. Get your arm in this place. You go down there, and then you rip. And like, wow. And then he gets his food, just continues eating. It's just looks so natural. He looks at home here and he feels at home here. And that's what we hope is the standard moving forward is when dudes return here, it's like they never left. Curious about Jermaine as a side note. He had an okay first year in the NFL. At the end of that season, he tweeted out something about how excited he was for next year. And I'm sure that had to do with kind of learning the game. And he had a couple of moments, but for the most part, it was kind of a quiet year in New York. But he may end up being teammates with Aaron Rodgers. Like, this is going to be a crazy time. He may have gone to the Jets at just the right time. What's it? And that would be, you know, in a 30-year window, you know, just the right time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not since, like, Wayne Krebet and Keyshawn Johnson have they been. Well, they had that little window before the butt fumble and all that where they did beat the Patriots in the playoffs and make the AFC Championship game. Sanchez beat. Tom Brady yeah. on the road, and he yeah. beat Peyton Manning on the road, yeah. both in the playoffs. There was that weird year that everybody forgets about. I think they lost in the AFC title game to Pittsburgh, I the, think. I can't remember. But, yeah, there was a cup of coffee where they mattered yeah. like for just that amount of time. Yeah. What was interesting is the Jets put out a tweet involving Jermaine Johnson, his video highlights, and saying, looking forward to year two. And I looked at the mentions, and I wondered what I was going to see. I don't watch a ton of Jets football, and I wonder if it was going to be bust or, you know, how it can, it's brutal. The mentions can be brutal when a player is put on a team feed. And all of them were, well, you guys please play him more. He's good. Like, everybody. Oh, good, is, good. I'm glad to more, hear that. I'm really more. glad so, to hear that. I guess in the limited snaps, he impressed the fan base up there, which is good. He seems happy. He was very happy in the two seconds I saw him in the elevator. He seemed very happy from the video I witnessed uh, over the weekend. He seems very happy and content in his life. He's worked really hard. I know that for a player who only played one season here, he is beloved by the vast majority of this fan base for all that he did to help usher into a place where we are now, where everybody's excited about Florida State football. And, you know, he is another one of those guys in the transfer portal that you use when you're talking to the next group of kids that you're trying to bring in. Here's another example. Along with Jamie Robinson and Kier Thomas and all these other guys, you're able able to do it. Uh, He is ready, and we shall do this now. Irashifel, Warchant.com. The aforementioned busy man over the weekend joins us on the Jeff Cameron Show. Hello, Ira. How you doing, Jeff? I'm good, brother. I'm good. And I'll be uh, having fun with you tonight at 7 o'clock on the Monday Smash. I look forward to it. We'll have a good time talking Florida State. I'm deferring to you both then and right now for all that you saw over the weekend that I did not. What stood out to you on Friday, uh, full pad practice? I know I've written what you've, I've read what you've written. I'm kind of curious. You've had some time to let that kind of marinate. Any other thoughts on what you saw there? Uh, no, no, I don't think there's anything like uh, astounding. You know, it was good to see that what we thought, you know, when we saw Daryl Jackson mm-hmm. um, without pads, you know, you saw him. And then when we saw him, you know, at Miami and, and briefly when he was at Maryland before that, you knew there was a lot of potential there. Um, and then you see him in person, the size, blew, you know, blew all of us away, you know, during the tour of duty and then last week. But when you actually see him put on pads and how hard he is to block and how hard he looks to be playing – uh, that's a big deal. And, you know, and again, I think just across the board, the lines of scrimmage did not disappoint. You know, I think what we were, uh, that was probably the one of the biggest things we wanted to see this spring is these transfers that came in and how they looked on both lines of scrimmage. And, 
they definitely looked impressive. And, and Jordan Travis again looked great throwing the ball. And uh, yeah, man, there's there's through through three practices, one in full pads. I don't think there's any reason to tap the brakes based on the excitement that we had coming into the spring. We got the news that Micah Pittman had surgery, and we don't know the exact amount of time he will be out, upwards of four months, thereabouts. We'll see. Maybe he's back in time for LSU. Uh, he's a hard worker. He's a tough kid. So if that is an ingredient that helps you get back in time, then he'll be back. But we don't know who would be your lead candidate to uh, take over that role because what I talked about really quickly, Ira, in the first hour when discussing that surgery was I was less concerned about, and, and I don't mean this as a slight, I was less concerned about his talent and who could replace that talent, less concerned about the receptions and who would replace the receptions, and much more concerned about the toughness if he were to miss any time because he was so tough, a great blocker, and sacrificed a lot last year and kind of set the tone for that segment group. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, and I you know, thinking back to at the end of uh, the tour of duty when we interviewed the coaches, I think Tom was interviewing um, – Ron Dugans about the receivers and he was talking about Johnny Wilson's toughness and physicality as a blocker. And I think, uh, Ron Dugans said, you know, I think a lot of that came from Micah Pittman. Like he saw Micah doing it and said, well, if Micah could do it, I should be doing it. And that kind of spread throughout that room. Um, but I think that's part of the fabric of that receiver group now. So I think that's going to continue. And it's not like Micah is going to be gone from the program. He will be back with them. And, and, uh, you know, I think he'll be back at some point this season. Um, I think they'll be able to replace, you know, the ability, I actually, there's part of me, honestly, that um, sees a, a silver lining to it because mm-hmm. one thing I didn't really see out of Micah Pittman last year was the explosiveness. I thought he would be, based on who his dad is and who his brother was, I thought there would be another gear from him as a runner. Um, and he was a tough kid and, and played well, but you never saw a, a lot of explosiveness. But, man, you could tell he dealt with that hip all year long. Every Every time we watch practice, I mean, how many times in practices did he have to be pulled out and kind of work with trainers? And you'd see him kind of on the side stretching and trying to kind of get, you know, kind of get his uh, middle body um, kind of, you know, just kind of loosening it, loosen it up. And it never seemed to really happen. I think if, he, if this takes and he is as good as new, I think you may see a more explosive like a Pittman. Now, I don't know when that'll be during the season. Uh, but they already have a really deep receiving core. And if he comes back and is better than what we saw last year, uh, that could be a really positive thing. What did you uh, make of the ceremony with, obviously, Buster Posey? Uh, he's one of my favorite Seminoles of all time. I, I, I went back and watched video. Seemed like he was genuinely touched. And uh, I guess if you want to just talk about the weekend that was with baseball, Florida State got what they needed, a series win. And I think the way they won with the pitching uh, is important as well. I know they lost yesterday in a rain-shortened game, but your your thoughts on that whole thing with the ceremony and then the winning two out of three as they open ACC play? Yeah, all of Saturday was incredible. I mean, I thought that was uh, – I think you know, Florida State um, hasn't always historically done a great job of, of ceremonies and presentations and things like that, um, but I thought they nailed it. I mean, I thought the Jermaine Johnson thing was really nice. I think that's a nice touch. I hope they start doing that now when they place those All-America bricks, at least for football, uh, but maybe for all sports. Maybe have more formal ceremonies to celebrate that. Uh, so that was really nice. And you have Jameis come back. And Jermaine, Jermaine seems so grace, uh, gracious and, and happy to have to be honored that way. So I think that all was great. And then you go over to baseball and you get Buster Posey, who just not only you know does he deserve to be honored, but the way he handled it you know, when he spoke to the media, but then when he also spoke to the crowd, you could tell he was really humbled by it all. Um, but the coolest part of that whole thing was the fact that 
you know, Mike Martin Sr. was there with him, uh, you know, sitting there on the field and the way Buster spoke about Mike Martin and just, uh, you know, gave him his flowers. And it was just a really cool moment. Um, you know, and Link Jarrett, when we talked to him about it, he was really kind of emotional about what that day meant. He wanted that day to be for Buster and for Mike Martin Sr. And it was just, it was, it was a really nice day, beautiful weather. And then, like you said, they played well. Um, the one, you know, the only drawback at all is, you know, they moved, they did move Wyatt Crowell to a starter role and he looked great, pitched six strong innings, 10 strikeouts, had a shutout going when he left. That's all wonderful. But, you know, what we saw, we saw on Sunday, what happens if he's not available out of the pen, uh, if your starter Carson Montgomery doesn't have it um, and it, it can't go deep into the game, you don't have a lot of options. And so, you know, the, I think it makes sense to make move Crowell to the starting to a starting role for to some degree. Um, but if you also use Whitaker in another game, you really don't have a lot of other options. So you better you better you better win those first two games uh, if you're not going to have him or Whitaker probably available in the third one. I just think it's going to be a problem. They're going to have all year long, right? I mean, I think they're just not going to have enough pitching to be deemed. Uh, you know, a contender to win the national championship. But I mean, I'm not so sure that any of us went into the season thinking that was the, uh, the you know, the ceiling for this team. It was the can you win? Can can you win enough in the ACC uh, to 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 garner a home regional? Can you get out to Omaha? Wouldn't that be something? Who knows? Baseball's weird in the postseason. It's truncated. But but they're not going to be a complete team because they don't have enough arms. Now some guys might develop along the way that make you feel better about their chances. But you got to find a way to get more than three innings out of your starting pitchers, and if this is the best way to do it, then then you're just trying to win series knowing that one of these games could end up being a, you know, a shootout. Yeah, and this this week right coming up is going to be a really challenging week because you, you're kind of depleted most of your arms over the weekend, and then you've got another ACC series coming up next weekend. Well, now here on Tuesday and Wednesday, you're going down to UCF to play two games, and you've got to be real careful about who you use and, and, and how much you use them. I love Jamie Arnold. I, you know, one thing that probably the biggest takeaway for me from that weekend was Jamie Arnold came in, made a quick appearance on Friday to get that game over with, and then he comes back on Saturday, and I thought gave them really two really good innings, and they were trying to will him down the home stretch mm-hmm. um, when he got in a little bit of trouble, got a little fatigued. And uh, I saw some stuff out of that kid when it came to just his competitiveness. Um, he's got some stuff to him, man. He he he. He's going to be fun to watch um, over these. And so now you got him in that role where he's a guy you might be able to pitch a couple times in a series and may really help you out. But, um, you know, he didn't finish the deal on Saturday, but but he, he really he really competed, and I think he's only going to get better and better. Um, so, you know, they've got some possible answers, but but I think this is going to be – this week is going to be a good example of a tough week for that staff. Talk to you tonight at 7, my brother. I look forward to it. It should be fun for all those listening right now. Tonight, Ira and I get together – for the Monday Smash on War Chant TV, jump on in there. Ask all the questions you want. It's a it's a short week. Um, it's it's spring break week, and a lot of us are taking time off. But uh, tonight, fire away at Ira and I. We look forward to talking to you guys. I'll talk to you then, buddy. Sounds great, man. All right, be good. Irish Chaffel, WarChant.com. Go read everything there on WarChant.com and join us tonight at seven o'clock. Do want to thank Terry's Pool Service for supporting our JCS slash WarChant charity golf tournament for a second consecutive year. Do appreciate that greatly. Uh, if you, by the way, are still trying to get that pool into shape as we get into the warmer months, there's nothing wrong with asking for a little help from Terry's Pool Service. Spring is just around the corner. It's actually here. Your family is expecting to see a backyard paradise, surely. With uh, green water, yellow pollen, and a collection of who knows what in the corner, you're going to need the help. You're going to need some help 
and you're going to need it fast. Terry's Pool Service is who you want to call. They'll come save your pool. Check them out at terryspools.net. That's terryspools.net. Or call 850-580-7334. That's 850-580-7334. Because you never know when you're going to need them. Terry's Pool Service. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Exhale. Uh, a couple of, a little tidying up here real quick. Um, man, I, I will tell you this. I guess I can find a way to incorporate this just because we have an excellent partner and our friends at ISF. We mention ISF a lot because they're great partners on the program. They are, uh, they are typically... Uh, certainly uh, the the lead sponsor for Thursday's uh, show, but uh, we want to make sure we get that in today because we're not going to be here Thursday. We are not going to be here Thursday. Be watching some March Madness. That's true. Um, we talked about process innovation the last time we talked about ISF. They help agencies review major processes. That's a fun word to say that they use. They analyze the entire process from beginning to end, help them streamline, remove redundancies. Got to do that. You know where you got to do that? In your in your phone with the uh, either contacts or your pictures. Redundancies for days. I've got like your name with 17 numbers from the time that I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Or places you've worked or play, you know like all your different connections 7274873424. I missed that number. It just was a very pleasing phone number. I can't say the number that I missed because I still use it for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. one nine hundred eleven. My favorite. <laughs> what a sight! That's my favorite part about the old War Chan. The original War Chan had a one nine hundred number associated with it. Yeah, and, and then it was time where it was called FSU Sports or something else, and, and it's been and a lot of things. Tom yeah. Block did the voiceovers. Yeah. And so what I always would tell him when you know I used to produce Front Row Knowles would Tom, you need to tell people more often that you voiced nine hundred number. Which was cool. Yeah, the information. Yeah. People are like, what? You did 900 number work? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my friends at ISF can remove those redundancies, save costs, free up time, focus on what's important. Processes should, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, coaching staff, what should that look like? We can kind of use that. What needs to be eliminated, streamlined, automated, et cetera, to allow them to better focus on what's important. Uh, the way that ISF did, for example, in the child care food programs as they helped out the Florida Department of Health. I actually think they've done a lot of it. I mean, they really have. I don't know what else, if we were actually being serious about applying this process, the process innovation that ISF uses, I think they've done a very good job. I, I think if there's one area, Tom, where I might say they could be more efficient would be, I think it practice in some ways. There are times. Whoa. Yeah. I don't. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to give you a uh, hold we on. We aren't criticizing the practices that we get access to, sir. No, sir. Well, I am. I'm going to be a criticizing Jesse. 
hear that, Derek? You take his badge, not mine. You guys run one hell of a practice. I think the one area of practice where we could see a little bit more efficiency uh, and a little bit more of a of a streamlined approach is with special teams. Across the board, Tom. Ah, uh, you want to see more of it? No, no. Far less of it. If we streamlined it, we could see far less of it. I think it's a clunky process with all that special teams. Let's streamline it. Get it up out of here. Tired of it. Put it on a separate field. Let the real practice go on over here. Do all that nonsense over here. Also, when you're not running 700 reps of backing up to make sure you can cover a kick, 700 reps taking up 40 minutes, you could then also streamline what happens with the kickers when they're not kicking because they do a whole lot of standing around staring at the sun. Trying to spin it, he do 10 yards, so they chuckle as they throw the ball back and forth to each other, doing a whole bunch of nothing. There you go. Let's streamline that. Let's make it more efficient. I don't even need him out there. How about you get the first 15 minutes and get the hell up out of here? We've already done it. The rest of us watch the rest of real football practice, and it's all good. Here's something I can tell you that you would be happy about <laughs> regarding Friday's practice. Have they streamlined it? Did I miss it? There wasn't a whole lot of special teams. Damn actually, right. There Friday, you go. There you go. See? When there was, though, because we were in the IPF, which you don't like. I know it's necessary, but I don't like being in the ISF. It's hot. It's stuffy. What? It's humid. It stinks. You love being in the ISF. But you just don't like being in the IPF. IPF, right. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked over to the offensive line to see some of the side drills that they were doing, which was fun because Alex Atkins called the tackles over, had some veterans work on drills, and then Lucas Simmons was... I mean, sponging. You could see it hovering over the instruction, every word. You love to see that as a young kid is trying to, to get better. But here's the thing you would like even more. Travis J is getting an opportunity. He is getting an opportunity. Now, we will see as the weeks go on if that opportunity is extended and the chances grow more in number. But on Friday, he was given a long look. And maybe that is the precursor to them sorting out their issues at safety. Maybe Travis J could be one of the solutions. We'll see. Way too early to declare that. But you would have been proud of the reps that, that Travis J was getting on Friday. Come on, Travis. Forced the fumble, too. He was on the mission takeaway list. Come on, Travis J. Selfishly, I want it for the production of the team and the quality of athlete we roll out there. He's a more than capable athlete. He's an elite athlete. He just hasn't been an elite football player. Not here. If they can get that out of him, if they can draw that out of him, Tom, that I'm not even kidding. That would be a huge win for this coaching staff, huge win for that secondary, an opportunity for a guy to make big plays. It's in there. We've seen it. We know it. He just hasn't achieved it yet. Let's hope it happens. Secondly, it would be a huge win for a young man who's been through a lot. And I won't get into all the details, but there's a guy that I think at the very least deserves the tip of the cap that he's still on this football team. He's still competing for valuable reps. He's still in a position to maybe do something with his career here at Florida State. And by virtue of that, who knows what kind of opportunities he'll get to play pro ball. But he has a chance to still realize that potential I root for that. I don't root for people to fail. As blunt as I can be on this show in describing somebody's ability or lack thereof or whether or not it's tough love Cameron making an appearance, trust me, if you have the work ethic and you've put in the time and you have real talent and it just hasn't happened for whatever reason, as long as you're not a bad guy, I'm rooting for you.
I want to see a kid mature before my eyes. I want to see a kid get the most out of his ability. I want to see a kid bounce back from failure. I want to see all of that. Travis J would be a great story. Let's root for it. That's my, you know, bi-weekly, come on, Travis J, you can do it rant. Um, you know, and it, and it is selfish in that it serves Florida State football, and I want to see Florida State football be good, but it's also obviously would be great for him. The fire of that bi-weekly thing was kindling. It was down to, to its last little bit. You don't need a Flintstone just yet, though. Buddy, no, because no. Because there's yeah. more firewood now after Friday. You Come can throw, on. You can throw some more wood out there. I'll tell you something else, Travis hey, J. ISF solving the future. They're rooting for you as well. I am i don't know that to be true, but I'm betting they are. ISF is rooting for you, Travis J. It's a good thing. Come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. That's funny. That is the peace out music. <laughs> Usually for the weekend. Oh, that is good. Uh, yeah, by the way, we did not make those shirts. I, I wouldn't be against someday introducing those shirts uh, to the public. They, it is funny. You made me laugh with it. I might even wear that shirt. I never wear my own shirts, but I would wear I would wear that shirt. Yeah, I think because I'm proud of myself. I've got a few, what a moment. As you should be, you should we sh- we should all be, and we all are. In fact, never forget. There is no should be here. We are on this side of the glass. Very proud of you. Yeah, I've got some things that are probably higher in the priority list this week. Maybe, maybe, but there's a lot of interest in those maybe, shirts. Maybe picking Ira's brain on how he set up your Seminole Headlines shop and. Maybe we can tweak a few things. Do a few JCS things. Yeah. Have some fun with it. Ocala 23 would be a good, that would be a big seller. I think, I think it would be for anybody that heard the story. And if they didn't, we'll play it ad nauseum. Well, there'll be thousands of people between the YouTube and the podcast. Think of all the people stuck in traffic mm-hmm. by Ocala who are like, I was there. It'd be like Woodstock. People would say like, I didn't see Jeff, but. When he regaled us with that story, I was there. I know what oh, that felt like. Promo code, I've been there, for 10% <laughs> off. Uh, no, that putting yourself on the back, patting yourself on the back like Jim Rome used to do. Yeah, I, I have to give myself all the credit in the world. I was simply fantastic. Way back when Jim Rome um, was a thing, he used to do the sticker. On the mic. Yep. I could have done the sticker for myself uh, for the Ocala thing. What, what did it say? What was the shirt? What, post the shirt again. Director Matthew, you had it up there. Uh, if we do do it. My favorite Romeism. The Bills, they're frauds. They're not going to do anything. So I've got some thoughts on that. You just uh, told you me just your told, thoughts. told me your thoughts. Always remember. Yeah. We're not going with never forget. We're doing always remember. Well, uh, we could have <laughs> two, two editions. <laughs> Also, the the one thing I, I would take away the twenty and put uh, an apostrophe Ocala twenty three. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Speaking of some people love strawberry letter twenty three. I love Ocala twenty three. So I don't always. God, we'd be here all day if I patted myself on the back for the outstanding things that are done on a daily basis by me. We'd never do a show; it'd just be me. Ignore that music. We got three more minutes. Uh. 
Yeah, there you go. But we we get yeah, maybe on the way out we can have the otter wear in the shirt. That is oh. God, there you go. Now that- tub, get on it. A little tub talk. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I can fire up the tub talk, but I don't with a, a moving animation. That's a toughie. Hey, shout out to here we go. Old school since you brought up Rome. I'll do a shout out to uh that's TRL though, is what I'm thinking of. That's the, Carson Daly. Yeah. Shout out to the guy that I ran into at Hat Tricks. I think your name is Dave. I apologize if it's not. That's a good guess if it isn't. I think it's Dave. I was at Hat Tricks in Tampa on Saturday, and I was going to grab a beer, and Dave, I think his name is Dave, approached me and said that he enjoyed the show and uh, liked War Chant, and I appreciate that. Dave, I hope it's Dave. That was pre-puck drop? Oh, hours before the okay, puck dropped. Right. Yeah, I was That's having good. a pregame meal and a beverage, man, and then uh, we walked on over to Amelie where Adam Laws and crew – Dave in the box. I sat next to Tiki and uh, Rondé, a barber. And Barber Rondé dropped the puck to start the game in celebration of going to the Hall of Fame. So Nicely done, Tampa was, Bay Lightning. They, they never did a, miss. They, they did a great job. Yeah. They had me and Rondé together on such a momentous there, there night. It was They don't miss, do I, they? I told you the story about Bobby the Chief Taylor being at hat tricks after a game one night, and he has security personnel. The Chief! And he had a handler, and this lady was the most rude person in the world. I said, look, I understand. You have a lot of people who are overserved want to say hi to the chief. I know him. Yeah. And she was just kind of like armbar, kind of like, no. Yeah. So I shouted my sister's name who worked with him for years. And he turned and I look. said, she says hi. He goes, ooh. He turns around. Comes walking over. Get out of here. I said to the woman, would you please take our picture? And I handed mm, her the phone. That's well played. Mm. That's the flex right there. That was a good hat tricks moment. By the way, Rhonda and I had a good gambling discussion after the third goal, which hit, hey, I said play. hit on the goal and a half. I knew. Like he scored the go-ahead goal with 59 seconds to play and then the goal that covered with two seconds to play on an empty net. And somebody fell to their knees. Uh, not me, nobody in the box. Uh, but I laughed, and he overheard me and said, what are you laughing at? I go, somebody just got. And he went, oh, that's right. <laughs> and we laughed about it. It was good. It was good. Um, Dave, okay, so Dave didn't show up in the chat. All right, we're good. Uh, I think we should say goodbye. That's it. That's all. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew, as always. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget tonight, 7 o'clock. It is the uh, Monday Smash. With Golf tournament. Three slots left. Three slots. Three. Sign up now. Just three. We'll remind you on the Twitters and all that yep. good stuff later on. Peace.